News Talk 580-1059 KMJ. Good morning, John Broski, Christina Musan. Well, Christina, this hour we're going to get some questions answered. We've been wondering for a few days here. There's no bail bill in Sacramento keeps rearing its ugly head. Wait, uh, John, don't you mean the Safe and Resilient Communities Act? I th- I Isn't guess, that what you're talking about? I guess calling it no bail didn't work. So we had to come up with something else. The zero bail bill? About Snickers for everybody bill. <laughs> Anyway, we've got somebody that's going to help us wind our way through this, Christina. Jeff Clayton is the executive director of the American Bail Coalition. Oh, great. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me on. Hey, uh, what's going on? I mean, this is the last day of the session. They're still debating this. Any word on what's going on? Uh, No, my head is spinning. So uh, the last two weeks have been a wild ride. We started off with a bill that was dead for the last year uh, that... You know, the district attorney from Sacramento argues is much worse than zero bail because it's affordable bails for all in California. Uh, and then the bill was again amended on Thursday, uh, and it hasn't moved. And obviously today's the last day, and I don't, I, I'm not sure if it's going to move, but it's on the agenda, so it's very well done. Still got the possibility of life, huh? Unfortunately, it does. Now, is it true that it's called now the Safe and Resilient Communities Act? Yes. That's the title uh, of the amended legislation, um, and it's a little bit different than it was, but that's definitely the title, which is, I, I wouldn't say, too honest in terms of what it actually did uh, when it was giving everybody a free bail. Well, so tell us, what is, after it's been amended now, what is this bill that's sitting out there? Absolutely. There's kind of two components to it. The first component is that bail bondsmen will have to give a refund when charges are dismissed. Uh, or if somebody doesn't plead guilty or convicted of all the charges that are lodged against them for which bail is posted. So it will be some uh, hardened criminals as well who plead guilty who are also going to get bail refunds. Uh, you know, that's just because the feeling in Sacramento was they don't think bail is fair. And if, you know, the police wrongfully arrest somebody, they think the bail agents should have to uh, to pick up the tab. Uh, and what that's going to end up doing is uh, flipping the presumption of innocence. We can talk more about that in a minute. But uh, the second component Uh, is really the big problem because it's an unfunded mandate to all the counties in California to supervise people on a pretrial basis. And that sounds fine to say that the county should pick up the tab and the defendant should no longer have to pay, which is what this bill would do. But what we're talking about is like people who have gotten a third time DUI that have to get an interlock device put in their car pending trial. The the state of California, the counties in California, without any assistance from the state, are going to have to pay for that. And the end result of that is going to be less supervision of hardened dangerous offenders in California. You know, no more house arrests for a lot of these guys. No more ankle monitors and GPS monitors for a lot of these guys. Counties are left holding the bag. So it's not zero bail, but it's definitely going to be problematic. Hey, Jeff, for people who haven't had the opportunity to interact with a bail system, I'd just like to kind of clear up, how does it work right now? Well, California is a sort of a bail schedule state, which means the judges have largely, in a lot of the cases, already set a default bail. So that when you're booked into jail, you have the opportunity to bail out. Uh, The bails in California are very high, and so a lot of folks, most folks, will use a licensed bail agent, which is licensed by the California Department of Insurance. And then, um, you know, the premiums are negotiable, and the rates are filed with the department. Generally, agents will charge, you know, 10%, uh, but, you know, sometimes there's some flexibility on that. And then the other component is that bail agents in California are able to offer an interest-free payment plan to the friend or family that's uh, picking up the tab on the bond so they don't have to put up all the money uh, up front. And then, of course, when somebody doesn't show up, 
to court, um, the bail agents are on the hook. We're the third party who posts um, the money is, is on the hook for it. They either have to return the defendant to court or they have to pay. And, of course, bail agents in California have arrest powers, which are good across state lines. So when they flee, bail agents in California recover suspects from all over the country and all over the world. Okay, so the way it works now, say I have a $100,000 bail. You're gonna. I go to a bail agent. They put up the hundred grand and charge me ten. Is that the way it works? That's right. And really, it's a financial guarantee. They don't actually post the cash, but those financial guarantees are backed by licensed insurance corporations in California as well. Okay, so I put up the ten grand, and I'm and I'm out ten grand. Is that right? Or do I have any? The way it is now, do I have any chance of getting that back? No, and that's your option, right? You could post a hundred percent of the cash. And then if you appear in court, you'll, you will get your money back. Uh, so that's your option. Either get to post hundred percent or you can have the bail agent post the guarantee for you. Okay. But, and, but if uh, I, and, and so the price, the price of that guarantee is 10%. Yeah. And I, so okay. I'm, I'm out that's 10 correct. grand, I'm yeah. out 10 grand, but I'm free. So this, this that's would right. say the new bill would say what about that transaction? Well, it would say if you're, um, if your case is dismissed, uh, in other words, you they got the wrong guy, then the bail agent's going to have to give you the 10% back. But the the problem with that is that you're incentivizing the bail agents to only bail out the the guilty. Because if we knew you were innocent, we would lose the premium. And so it's going to flip the presumption of innocence on its head, basically, and make the bail market, make defendants who are guilty and provably obviously guilty, the ones that are likely to get bail and the people that are actually, maybe they were wrongfully arrested, uh, the bail agents aren't going to bail them out. So you think, so basically, like all of us read the newspapers and stuff, and we see the circumstance where somebody's arrested and it looks like they got caught somebody red-handed. Is that where bail agents get their information just like we do? Yeah, and sometimes they're talking to the co-signers or the defendants themselves. But, you know, I just give the example that if you were talking to a defendant under this legislation were it to become law, you would ask a question, did you do it? And if they say no... Um, you know, I can't help you. If they say, yes, I can help you. And, and that's just a, that's just a really bad rule to put in, into place. You want the innocent people who really need bail to, to have access to it. What do you think is the motivation behind this in Sacramento? You know, I'm not sure. I think there's just been sort of a general feeling that the bail system wasn't fair. But, you know, over the last four or five years that this has gone on, the California Supreme Court sort of spoken on that and said, yeah, you know, there is a problem with this, but the real problem is the judges need to look at this a little bit harder, and the prosecutors need to put up a little bit more evidence uh, rather than, you know, trying to just say, well, we don't need bail. We, you know, the suspects will show up anyway, and, you know, it's regressive and all the different arguments that have been made. But, you know, I'm not really sure on this bill because this bill just really doesn't make sense and doesn't really fit with what they've been doing for the last four or five years in the sort of the mold theme of zero bail. Well, and I guess that goes that that kind of leads to the question, though, too, is is that they've been coming after you time and time again on this one, and and why why are they coming after bail in general then? Well, they just don't think it's fair. And there was a national movement launched in 2015 to basically say, if you can't afford your bail, you get out anyway. And we, and we all know that you get out of jail free card for monopoly. I mean, the, you know, this has been the tradition of bail. Uh, in this country for so long. And then I think perhaps the senator that's been attacking us, it, I think maybe it got a little bit personal uh, and he just doesn't want to doesn't want to let up on us. But I can tell you, I've been fighting this in California for the last six years and we're all pretty tired of it. What um, I'm just trying to think, like, 
if you I mean, bail is a way of making sure somebody shows up. So if we don't have bail, how do we know people are going to show up? Well, we know they're not going to, and that's what we learned during the zero bail um, experiment during the pandemic. We also know that, that bail does have a deterrent effect on crime too, because people know they have to commit bail or, or post bail, they're, they're going to be less likely to do it again. And so that's why you saw a 70% new crime rate in Yellow County on these zero bonds during the, during the um, pandemic. So without bail, and you know, there's national studies that back it up, that you know, there's, there's just no skin in the game. There's no incentive to do anything. And when you've got friends and family that are on the hook for the defendant's appearance, it makes a big difference, and the statistics seem to show that. We're talking with Jeff Clayton, executive director of American Bail Coalition, on uh, this bill that's Senate Bill 262, the Safe and Resilient Communities Act. It's essentially, I'm just, I'm calling it the $0 bail bill, even though it's not necessarily, actually, what, that's not necessarily accurate. But in the same sense, it's, so Jeff, you said that you're tired. Are you going to keep on fighting? Oh, absolutely. I'm okay. tired for this round. I mean, this is adjournment sine die, which I what did Mark Twain say the best uh, you know, life, liberty and property is only safe upon adjournment of the legislature. Uh, so we're all going to be happy tomorrow, uh, depending on the outcome. OK, now say they pass it. It goes then it would go to the governor. Are do you still are you still fighting? I mean, you know, we will try to request a veto. I don't know how successful we'll be. Um, and then, you know, the immediate question will be whether to do a referendum again or whether it's a litigation type of a strategy to try to knock it out. Because I don't think I think there's major legal problems with how they've set this up, flipping the presumption of innocence. So the fight will go on if it passes. Um, but I would really like it to die so I can get a few days rest. Well, you know, like you said, you know, the people of California voted on this and voted against it. I just don't. Why does it why is it coming back so fast after that? Yeah, and it was really fast, too, because you remember the election was in November of 2020. This this bill was introduced on the first day of the session in January of 2021, only six weeks after the voters uh, had spoken by double digits that they want to keep bail in California and they don't want to mess with it. And so, yeah, it's it's just been frustrating for that reason as well. Do you have an indication from the governor about how he feels about this? No, I mean, he, he certainly supported the last round of it. Um, but he has not involved himself or interjected himself uh, into this debate this time. So we just don't know at this point. Well, you know, he's he's kind of looks like he moderated on several fronts here as he appears to be running for president. Does that give you any hope? Uh, no, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll see. I, I mean, maybe he's, uh, you know, in this bill, I think there's arguments on kind of both sides of the aisle to say that this is a bad idea. So that may help us on this one. All right. Jeff Clayton, thanks so much for your time this morning. We appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's Jeff Clayton, executive director of the American Bail Coalition. This is a terrible idea. You know, I get the, you know, the resistance to having people sit in jail because they can't bail out. Right. And then they end up being innocent. That's tragic, you know, but somehow you have to be able to make sure people will show up if you let them go. And like he says, you know, if your family has to contribute them, you know, something like put their house up, you know, I mean, you know, definitely they're going to make sure you show up. Right. Right. Um, And we know like a lot of these people that are let go, that get into the country illegally and they're given some kind of trial court date. They don't show up. They don't come back. You know, if.
and a lot of a lot of people they have they don't have a lot to lose if they don't show up. So seems to me it's maybe not perfect, but what is? No, you need something to help hold you accountable. And that's what it is. So that you follow through. All righty, 490-5858, Broski Musan on KN.